the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome into another Saturday of Woods and Water, South Carolina. As always, it's a great day to be in South Carolina, man. It's uh, always something new going on. Had the high school tournament last week on Hartwell. Uh, just great to see all those kids out there fishing, having fun, being part of a team. And uh, speaking of being part of a team, I, I'm not somebody that goes out and asks for a lot of stuff for free. It, it, after paying for things all my life, it comes a little hard to uh, to get used to the idea of, of somebody giving you stuff. And, and there's a company that last summer decided they wanted to be a sponsor of Woods and Water South Carolina, and they have any of you out there who have received T-shirts and hats and, and gift cards to AFCO Clothing. Well, you benefited from this relationship that we're starting down on. And I've got Matt Kesnell. He's uh, sales and marketing with AFCO Clothing on the line with me. Matt, uh, thanks for taking part of your day to be with us on Woods and Water South Carolina. Thank you for the partnership with Woods and Water South Carolina and AFCO. Hey, Rob, good morning. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Really looking forward to this. How's everything going? Oh, it's going great. It's... uh. The, the rain has cleared off a little bit this week, and uh, so we're looking forward to not swimming back and forth to where we have to go every day. Yeah, it looks like we uh, we got the weather you had. It's been raining here the last couple of days, which is uh, not normal. <laughs> oh, no, not normal. We've had our share of it. But, uh, well, Matt, take just a moment. Tell us about yourself, uh, your position there at AFCO, and then let's talk a little, little bit about the history of the company. Absolutely. Uh, so my name is Matt Quinnell. Uh, I've been with AFCO for about six years now. Uh, you know, started in the warehouse, which I thought would be a you know part-time job going through college, and it kind of turned into something else. Um, now I'm on the sales and marketing team here, and you know, get to work with you know guys like Roger and uh, <laughs> some of our big box accounts uh, across the country, and travel to all the shows and work with the pro team. So it's it's been a really good ride. Yeah, um, Fa- there's nothing quite like working for a family-owned organization. You know, and. And that's one thing we pride ourselves on is, you know, we're, we're family-owned and operated, and, and that's to our core. Uh, even, you know, myself, my mom works in customer service, and you'll find a lot of that here at AFCO, a lot of, you know, families, second, third generation uh, working here at AFCO. And uh, it, it's something we really pride ourselves on, and that's kind of, you know, what's driven us over the years and sure. where we're at now. Talk about over the years. You celebrated 60 years of AFCO last year, 1958. Uh, the 2018 60th anniversary. Uh, you know you're doing something right when you have that kind of longevity in the fishing industry. You know, it, it, it's true. Um, you know, even from where AFCO's grown the last six years, it, it's gone a long way. And that's really, you know, the people, uh, the people are the ones who drive that success. You yep. know, we, we're all, you know, here at AFCO, we're fishermen and we pride ourselves on being the best. And, and that reflects on our product and, you know, our customer service and how we just operate on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Milkshed, uh, last year at, at ICAST, uh, Bill was passing out some books 
about Milt, and uh, it's just a great read. Meeting Triumph and Disaster talks about his service in World War II. A huge conservationist, um, co-founder of SeaWorld, and and and, and the you know kind of which is a neat read. Um, Milt, I guess his 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 whole conservation vision for fishing and all is is, is the way AFCO operates from uh, from stern to bow, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, you know, Mel was a huge uh, conservationist, and, uh, you know, he, when he did things, he did it right. He did uh, what was needed to grow the sport and, uh, you know, have a healthy fishery. Um, and even today, his son, Bill, who's our president, um, you know, on a daily basis, he's, you know, very involved with conservation, you know, not only in California, but across the country, um, whether it's removing long lines from our oceans or, you know, growing habitat for fish. Uh, and, and that's one thing, you know, AFCO donates 10% of its profits every year to conservation, you know, to various different types of conservation uh, across the country. And that is that is something that is all over your website, uh, which, by the way, is aftco.com, A-F-T-C-O.com. You'll find everything there you want. Um, 10% for conservation and then some. Uh, one of the things that really stood out for me uh, was in 2018, 2017, when um, you guys came to ICAST, you reconfigured the way you did your booth, uh, figured out a way to save a whole bunch of money, and there at ICAST, you wrote checks to different conservation organizations for those, the money that you saved that you would have spent coming here. And that, to me, was just one of those things that said, even before I was associated with AFCO, that this is a company I can get behind. Yeah, I mean, you know, anyone that's in the industry knows that, you know, these shows we go to, they're very expensive. You know, you have staff and you have the booth and shipping and everything in between. So, you know, our marketing team got down, you know, we were like, okay, what can we do to, to save some money and take the money we would have spent and do some good um, in conservation? And, and that's how those checks wrote. I mean, if you were to look back, you know, years past, we had these big elaborate booths and, you know, we said, we don't really need that. Let's, you know, people know who we are. They know what we stand for. Let's have a good representation of their brands, but also give back to, to the community and conservation. And, and I think we did a pretty good job of that. Oh, you did. When you walked in the AFCO booth, there were all the, all the clothes were there, everything you did. And then on one wall were those checks written, those different organizations. That was just, that was a statement that, that I will forever associate with AFCO. And I, I love that, that y'all take that much consideration for the, for the, the resource that we all share. Um, Talk just a moment. History of AFCO. It wasn't always the American Fishing Tackle Company. Uh, it was founded in 1958, and the the gentleman, Mister <clears throat> Axelson, that founded the company, he had one invention that was really cool that revolutionized saltwater fishing. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, for people who are familiar with California, uh, Newport Beach, California, is where AFCO, which was JT uh, Axelson Company, was founded. Um, and in the basement of uh, his home, he created the roller guide. Um, there were some roller guides that were out there that weren't really up to his standards, so he developed the AFCO roller guide, which you know people are really familiar with today. Sure. Um, so from there, um, in 1978 is, uh, or actually, sorry, 73. go back there. <laughs> 73 is when uh, when Milton Piggy Shed purchased, uh, you know, AFCO from. Uh, uh, gosh, Mary Oxelson, which was the widow of J.C. Oxelson. That's right, yep. Um, and then 
you're looking into 1974, the following years when Bill Shedd joined Alpha as a sales manager. Right. Um, and then going on, 1975, Alpha introduces the uh, aluminum rod butt. So you'll you know see him on the shelf today, the Unibut. Oh yeah. Uh, which you know, if you're if you're if you're a fisherman, you know what those are. Yeah. So. Hey, they're back savers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Um, and then 1978's when, or 1988's when Alco really uh, introduced the clothing division, right? Is really well known today amongst people. Uh, you know, our MO1s were our first kind of staple into the the clothing market. And uh, you know, before we get into uh, a lot about the clothing. Where do some people who do who do guys watching fishing tournaments and all who do they see wearing AFCO brands? Well, so today, uh, if you're watching, you know, MLF or um, you know, FLW, you're going to see guys like Jason Christie, Scott Martin, Michael Neal, Jerry Whitner, Russ Lane, Jeff Free, Anthony Gagliardi. Um, just to name a few of our, you know, <laughs> rapidly growing yes. team of over 18 guys. <laughs> yeah. And, and a nicer bunch of good, you know, was that uh, I had to go down to Kissimmee for the opening MLF event because Anthony was fishing and, and a couple of the guys from South Carolina. And I was on the, at the, at the Toho Marina, you got kind of a seawall coming from right and left and you got a gap in between where, you know, well, they'll launch the boats out and stuff like that. So I was standing on the end of the seawall just, just hanging out and talking, and Jason Christie was right there, and I was asking him a few questions. On he had on the the original samurai shirt, the gray with the black lettering and all, and he goes, "Oh man, he says I love that shirt. It's a great shirt." He said, "But I tell you what, you put on a samurai too, and you'll love it even more." <laughs> and that's yeah. just the kind of pro staff you have: <laughs> easy to approach, easy to talk to, and love the product they wear. Yeah, absolutely. That's the whole goal with the pro staff. You know, a lot of a lot of people just see him on TV wearing the gear, but a lot of it's feedback too. You know, these guys are in the gear, you know, twenty four seven when they're on tour. So when they come back to us and say, "Hey, you know what? Let's let's change this enclosure, or can we change the material?" or you know, and and Jason Christie's side, he he took our samurai and he was actually kind of customizing them on the side uh, <laughs> to, to what he what he liked. So we actually designed the Jason Christie hoodie yep. based off of his specs. Um, well, there's a lot more to it than them just wearing it. It's a lot of their sure. feedback, and, and you know that way when your average consumer wears it, it, it's perfect. Speaking of the perfect consumer suit, that's the Hydronaut. One best of uh, best new product in the the their category at iCast. It's a really cool one, and one of the neat things about it for you GoPro guys that love to film while you're fishing, it's got an integrated GoPro clip on the chest pocket. Yeah, so, you know, that suit, you know, guys were looking for a little bit more warmth than what our other suits in the past had provided. Um, so with that suit, you're going to get the camera mount on the bib and jacket. So any Garmin or um, GoPro will mount right onto it so you can film yourself. She you kind of gets rid of having to wear the chest mount and sure. GoPro. Uh, it also has a speed of that hood, so you can be running down the lake, you know, doing 60 um, and the hood's going to stay up, keep your ears covered. Yep. Um, and it's a 20K waterproof suit, so you're going to be pretty much bulletproof on the water. Okay, there's a something there. There's there's different ratings for waterproof breathability. Can you talk just a little bit about how that works? Yeah, absolutely. So essentially, the the higher the the rating, the you know more it, you know the more beating it can take from water. Um, 
So essentially, it just has to do with the pressure of water on the fabric. So okay. the higher the number, the more pressure it can withstand. For your average guy, you know, fishing offshore, or, um, you know, fishing on a lake, 20K uh, is going to be, you know, really good. Okay. Uh, and then, like our anhydrous 2.0 suit, which is the lightweight suit above Hydronaut, that one's 30K event fabric, so it's really breathable. Um, and that one just has more uh, more waterproofing, I guess you could say, um to be more bulletproof. Okay. All right. Um, important for anyone who shops online is a return policy. Yeah. So, I mean, Apco, you know, in its history, we stood by our products. If you buy something and, you know, you notice there's a defect, there's something wrong, you know, you call customer service, you, you know, you get human beings, so they'll help you with your return and exchange. Uh, and then we're also working on a few other programs that we're going to probably roll out after ICAST, and I could talk more about those when that time comes. Absolutely. Uh, just to have some more additive to the consumer to let you know that, hey, you know, you're buying a product from us, uh, but we're going to stand by it even more than what we have in the past. Uh, and, and that's because, you know, we're out to make the best product possible and, and our name's on it, so we're going to stand by it. That's it. Uh, men's, women's, and youth's clothing. I know Taylor loves her. And the neat thing about the women's is it's fitted for a woman. I mean, her shirts are tucked right there at the waist and all. And, uh, and of course, from the men's side, I love that you have an original fishing short that doesn't reach down to my knees. You can still get an yeah. eight-inch fishing short. <laughs> yeah, you know, the clothing's evolved over the years. And for a long time, women were just wearing the men's shirts in a small. And, uh, you know, many people have come to us in the past and said, you know, why don't you build a women's line and, we finally got to the point where we were, you know, extremely confident. So we, we uh, paired up with Mo Newman from Journey South Outfitters. Um, she was, you know, kind of our eyes, and, you know, in the field about what she wanted and what was needed. And that's what you see today. You know, we have a whole line of shorts, performance shirts, outerwear, uh, and more to come in the women's side. And it's growing rapidly, and we're, we're really excited about it. Because that's a, that's a major complaint from women is having to wear men's clothing. <laughs> yeah. Anyone who's wore something that doesn't fit just perfect all day long in the water, you know that you know there was a need. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, where can I, we mention the website afco.com? You can find everything there. Where here in well across the nation, but right here in South Carolina, there are a few places. There. Where are some of the regional places you can buy Afco clothing? Yeah, so if, if you're, you can find it at Palmetto Moon, you can find it at Hadrill's Point. Um, if you want to go to like the bigger box stores, you have West Marine, Bass Pro, Academy Sports, um, and all those can be found on our dealer locator okay. on com. If you type in your you know zip code or address, it'll pull everything up within a 50 to 200 mile radius of you. Um, and that's what I would say the best thing is for anyone buying something is support your local business, go there, try them on. Um, and then you have something's not available, always go to AFCO.com where everything is up on the site. Cool. One of the really cool things about the AFCO brand, the Shed family and all that, is Mr. Milk Shed was very, very involved with the formation of SeaWorld. Yes. So, you know, Milt was involved in World War II, and uh, he started to go to school and had a couple classmates in college that, they were talking about building an underwater restaurant so people could be up and, you know, close with the fish. Uh, and that just kind of evolved into SeaWorld and, and what you see today. It was, you know, not only a, 
a water park for people to go, you know, see, you know, wildlife, you know, right in front of them. But also the conservation side, they sure. they founded Hub SeaWorld Institute, which is uh, a white sea bass, um, you know, hatchery. And they're working on additional fish as well to kind of give back to, you know, the ecosystem. Incredible where somebody's thoughts and visions lead. Uh, it's led to a 60-year-old company, one that I'm thankful for and proud to be associated with. Uh, Matt, thanks for taking some time to be on the show. Anything you want to say in closing? No, I just wanted to say thanks for having me. You know, we really uh, appreciate the partnership with you, Roger, and all you do for us. And we're looking forward to a great year. And I think ICAST is going to be really big this year. So we'll definitely have an update for you then. Cool, and I look forward to it. I'll uh, If you're going to the Bassmaster Classic in Knoxville, Tennessee, AFCO will be at the expo there. And uh, I look forward to ICAST and uh, seeing all the new stuff, Matt. Thanks very much. Thank you for the relationship, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Roger. Talk to you later. Yes, sir. All right, hang on. More Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side of the break. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. I, I hope you will check out AFCO Clothing. I got another big box in the mail from them. Uh, Taylor got her some new clothes, and I got me some new fishing clothes. And uh, But it is a great company. Like I said, I, I don't go around, I mean, <laughs> I don't go around asking for things. Uh, I've paid for them my whole life, and it's it comes hard when somebody sends me something for free. But but they see a value in what I do, and, and I appreciate that. Some great stuff. Uh, anxious to for the weather to get a little warmer and to get in some technical fishing shirts and some shorts and get out there and uh, and have a good time. But I do hope you, uh, if you have a choice and if you think about it, check out AFCO. It's, it's some really good stuff. And like I said, they are, and like Matt said, they are growing into the women's market, the youth market, and I can't wait for ICAST for many reasons, including the King of the Sea sushi roll. At this little place in St. Cloud. I'm going to hit that baby again. I'm going to hit it once or twice while I'm at ICAST. It's just some good sushi. Uh, let's, uh, there, there are a few things coming up that uh, you need to know about in the calendar of events, which is brought to you by Visit Anderson Green Pond Landing and Event Center, which we had a great time with the high schoolers and the junior highs down there last Saturday uh, fishing on Lake Hartwell. The, can you believe the two teams, that the two top teams caught exactly 18 pounds and five ounces? Exactly. So it came down to a tiebreaker, which is the big fish. One of them had a six pounder and one had about a five five. So the margin of victory was 11 ounces on a tiebreaker. Pretty cool stuff. So if you're into loons and waterfowls, this one's for you. March the 15th, amazing loon and winter waterfowl tour hosted by Joe Cassie Lake Tours and Shuttle Service. I've got to get them on. We, uh, when the South Carolina Outdoor Press Association was uh, in Anderson this past fall for our conference. Uh, they took a few of us out, rode us around Lake Jocassi and just a really, really neat place to be out on and, and knowledgeable tour. I learned a lot about Lake Jocassi while I was up there. So this is put on by them. Again, it's Friday, March 15th, uh, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. 
you'll have to go to Joe Cassie Lake Tours uh, to get more information or buy your tickets and all. But Lake Joe Cassie is the winter home of a large, wonderful population of common loons. Joining them are horned grebes, ring-billed gulls, both resident migratory bald eagles and many other species of migratory waterfowl. Join us for a three-hour pontoon tour to observe these <laughs> observe the antics of winter waterfowl on the lake. As always, we also will visit some of the beautiful waterfalls and wild rivers for which Lake Jake Cassie is so famous. So, March 15th, amazing loon and waterfowl tour. Uh, Brosnan Forest, join us for our third annual Fish Brosnan Forest event. This is Dorchester, South Carolina, March 16th at 8 o'clock. The nonprofit organization Friends of Dorchester County Parks in conjunction with Norfolk Southern is pleased to open the gates of Brosnan Forest for a public fishing event on March the 16th from 8 to 12. South Carolina Department of Natural Resources will be on hand with a fishing simulator and will assist with an official kids fishing rodeo. And following official weigh-in, managed by Lowcountry Bassmasters, Palmetto State Army representatives will award prizes for trophy catches. And uh, <laughs> this is going to be a good time. You do not have to have a fishing license. Fishing is limited to youth 15 and under. Of course, parents, we need to, we need to go to help bait hooks and all that good stuff. Uh, bank fishing only. There's a road that runs around the perimeter of the ponds. And um, drive slowly. Watch out for pedestrians. And let's see. Ponds one through three hold catfish only. The others hold a mix of fish. So it looks like it's going to be a really fun event. Again, March 16th, 8 o'clock, uh, Brosnan Forest, which is Dorchester, South Carolina. Fishing Rodeo. Uh, Spartanburg County Family Camp Out. This is from Spartanburg County Parks Department. Uh, registration is now open through the 29th for their family camp out. It's going to happen at Lake Cooley at the family gra- campground. Um, it's open to all ages. It's going to be fun. Mm, they're only going to allow 30 participants total, so you need to go ahead and do this. But get on the Spartanburg County Parks Department website and register and go camping. And then last but not least is the South Carolina Department of Natural Resources Harry Hampton Wildlife Fund Wildlife Ball, Thursday, March 21st, 6 to 10 p.m. That's at Seawalls on Rosewood. It is coat and tie. Camo is acceptable. I don't know how you, I guess, camouflage coat and tie. I don't know. I know one person has a camouflage coat. But um, it's going to be a good event. As you know, uh, the Hampton Wildlife Fund funds projects for the Department of Natural Resources that don't come through their legislative appropriations budget. And over the years, they have given a lot of money to DNR to do a lot of really cool things. So this is one of those ways you can help Department of Natural Resources through a charitable organization, which is the Hampton Wildlife Fund. And that'll do it. That's just a few things going on. Lots more out there. And we come back from uh, the break. We're going to talk to Brian Ford with South Carolina Ducks Unlimited about some of the things they're doing right here in the state of South Carolina. Hang on. More Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Good music. Oh, but we got things to talk about. All right, all right. Enough music. Enough music. Um, we, <laughs> there are there are a lot of of uh, conservation organizations out there. Granted, everybody knows about them. The the big letters that everybody goes by. But there's one that's uh, 
that has really been making an impact here South Carol- in South Carolina over the last mm, two or three months, maybe, at least things that I've heard of. And uh, so when they reached out to me with uh, with a request to come on the show, I said, well, absolutely, love to do it. So I want to welcome Brian Ford. He is the state chairman for South Carolina Ducks Unlimited. Uh, Brian, thanks for taking a few minutes and being on Woods and Water, South Carolina. Absolutely, Roger. It's uh, it's a privilege to, to be on your show and uh, for us to, to be able to talk about all the, the great work that, that DU is doing around our state and around our continent. Absolutely. Well, the uh, you can reserve that judgment for after the show and then let me know how it went. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. <laughs> well, as always, when I have somebody on the show, I'd like for them to take a minute, introduce themselves, and uh, then I want you to tell us... Uh, we're going to get started on what Ducks Unlimited does here in South Carolina, some of the things they've been involved with. I know you got a big gun raffle across the state going on right now, and uh, and we'll just roll with it. So tell us who you are, and, and we'll get started. Okay. So um, my name, again, is Brian Ford. I am the South Carolina Ducks Unlimited state chairman. Um, and, and what that means is I work with our, uh, our state board, um, to ensure that we um, manage our resources as efficiently as possible. Um, we have approximately 85 uh, chapters around the state between um, high school, collegiate, and local and state chapters. Um, and so our board makes sure that those area chairmen and those local committees have what they need to uh, host successful events and successfully market our, our DU's mission. Um, in addition to that, I guess on a, on a larger uh, scale, um, Ducks Unlimited is the world's largest nonprofit um, fundraising organization for uh, wetlands conservation. Um, year to date in our continent, we have conserved over 14 million acres from Canada all the way down to Mexico, and we do that uh, primarily through our, our event uh, fundraising, which from the funds that we produce from those events, our federal and local partners um, match those dollars so that $1 from an event can be multiplied as many as six times to go back into conservation. Wow. Um, so... The, the 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 resources from our event uh, kind of serve as the as the gasoline to start the multiplication process to really take one dollar and turn it in make it go so much further um, than it could just by itself. Um, so and, and just to kind of uh, focus in on South Carolina, we've we've uh, conserved over two hundred thousand acres, um, which is uh, it, it's over a third of what we call the Atlantic Flyway. Okay. So our state is, is very critical to the Atlantic Flyway um, migration and, and duck population, as well as um, other um, birds and activities that people like to get out and do. You know, it, Ducks Unlimited, it, 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 on its name, it's, it's focused on one bird, you know, or, or not, not one bird, but one kind of bird. But when you conserve wetlands sure. and... And habitat and all—it's not just the ducks that are benefiting. It's it's pretty much everything that lives out there. Sure, yeah, and and that's uh, that's something that um, 
you know, is, is often lost on, on the public. Uh, you know, when, when we uh, preserve a, a piece of property or, you know, do an easement or something, it is, like you said, it's not only benefiting uh, waterfowl, it, it's benefiting the, the shorebirds, it's benefiting, uh, you know, the estuaries and, and the, the uh, various uh, water um, filtration um, capabilities of that ecosystem. And it's also benefiting the deer and the turkeys mm-hmm. and uh, all, all the entire ecosystem that benefits from from making sure that these habitats are, are healthy and thriving and protected. Yeah, um, and it, that is lost on, on a lot of people who look at the name and just say, well, they're just concerned with ducks. Well, yeah, I mean, ducks is, there, is the, the what we focus on. But focusing on that one bird, it, it, it affects everything around it. And when you manage for one species, it, it affects species around it. And uh, it's just a fact. Y'all, y'all um, kind of came out in December. I didn't, I didn't even think of y'all when we were thinking. We were discussing Crab Bank, but y'all came out and made a pretty big donation to the the preservation or the restoration of Crab Bank. Yeah, so we were approached um, approached by the Coastal Conservation League um, to, uh, to to step up to the plate, and uh, you know we, we were able to do that with a twenty five thousand um, dollar donation um, to 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 the Crab Bank Initiative. It's uh, a place where birds uh, you know produce their young and nest, and it, it's a it's a place down in charleston harbor that's been eroding for for several several years and it's gotten smaller and smaller and less birds have come and less birds have come and so now with that with that donation um we we can again like i said before leverage it with our our federal and state partners and um use actually the the material that is being dredged in nearby areas to rebuild crab bank um so it's definitely a a win-win situation and uh something that i know a lot of uh our constituents and people around the low country certainly uh are excited about and appreciate um and to kind of just elaborate on on that project uh that that project is is pretty unique in the fact that we were able the funds that we that twenty five thousand dollars that we were able to use to fund that project they come from our license plate tag or what we call the tag program okay so if you if you go onto the dmv's website and purchase a ducks unlimited tag for fifty dollars forty seven dollars of that comes back to conservation so every year we bring in x number of dollars and then we are because of that tag program we're we're able to fund these unique projects um, like Crab Bank. Wow. It's, it's a really, really neat program. Did not have a clue that that's how that money came about. Sure. And um, another thing, you know, um, I'll, I'll just go into a couple of projects. Two sure. years ago, we were able to, to, um, to donate $50,000 that uh, will, again, be leveraged to help five projects um, okay. all the way from the upstate, um, down to uh, down to the Ace Basin, and again, all of this information that we're covering right now, it's listed on our website. So yes, 
if you want to go see it, there's, there's pictures, um, you know, and, and all of our uh, state committee as well as my own personal contact information is listed there. Someone has a question about something and I may not have the answer, but <laughs> I promise you someone between our staff and volunteers can, uh, can get you the answer, uh, yes. that you're looking for. But it's, uh, it's a really special, the tag fund is really special. Um, just, just because, I mean, you gotta have a license plate. That's right. And so, so much of it comes back to, uh, to conservation. I mean, it's, it's such a win-win for us. Um, I mean, we have, uh, we've really been able to do some, some incredible things just with this money, which again, part of our DU fundraising model yep. is to raise money and then leverage those funds to multiply it so much more. What are some of the, what are some of the other projects y'all are working on? Well, um, so that, those are kind of the tag, tag fund specific projects. Um, a couple others that I will, that I will highlight for you. There's uh, one that we have completed down in the Santee Coastal Reserve, okay. uh, the Cape Unit. It's a wetlands restoration project, approximately 3,300 acres. Um, was uh, additionally funded through a $1 million, uh, what's called NACA grant. Okay. Uh, our field staff down in Charleston and all over the state do a tremendous job identifying the areas that that need attention and then they write the grants and understand, you know, where the need is the greatest and then efficiently get those funds to match the funds that we provide from DU. Um, but this project was uh, basically replacement, uh, installation of additional water control structures, okay. embankment enhancement, canal enhancement. And uh, this particular pro- property, it's uh, it's open for public hunting, hiking, birding, camping, um, and all all sorts of uh, outdoor outdoor recreational activities. And you don't um, and, and you don't have to hunt to enjoy that place. Any of those coastal areas uh, in late January, into February, and into March, man. If you're if you just like wildlife. You need to go check one of those places out because they are just slammed full of birds and deer and alligators and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, it 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 really is. Uh, you know, just just teeming teeming with life. Um, and uh, you know, kind of an, another another project uh, that I can kind of highlight here is the the bluff unit of the Santee National Wildlife Refuge. In Clarendon County, um, again, provides habitat for migrating waterfowl, shorebirds, and nesting birds, um, in addition to sandhill cranes. Um, and uh, this is a 2,200-acre um, project, and, um, you know, it contains a large wetland complex that depends on the infrastructure and um, uh, surrounding habitat of Lake Marion, um, when, and it, it's important because we can control the the water levels um, yep. from the work that we've done down there. Um, but, um, yeah, those are a couple of extra projects that we've been doing here lately. Yeah. Uh, have you heard about, uh, I don't know, this is probably not uh, specifically ducks. Have you heard the Drum Island, they're going to turn that back into a salt marsh in Charleston Harbor? Uh, I, I have not heard that <laughs> yeah. yet. Um, yeah, it just came out this week that they are uh, the uh, Port Authority and Corps of Engineers are working to and I noticed when we were down there the other day, they're grading off on the front edge of Crab Bank, the harbor side. Uh-huh. And had a bunch of 
it, it was real odd. We were down there red fishing and saw it, and sure enough, it comes out. They're going to take that and turn part of Drum Island, which is the old spoil island right there underneath the Ravenel Bridge, back into a salt right. marsh. Which is really cool. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, just yeah. off the. Uh, well, look, none of what y'all do, uh, whether nationally or right here in South Carolina, happens without fundraising. And, Correct. And y'all are right in the middle of a big one uh, statewide right now, the 2019 Sportsman's Banquet and the 100 Gun Frenzy. Tell us about that a little bit. Sure, absolutely. So um, we started this event a couple of years ago um, in conjunction with. Uh, the Palmetto Sportsman's Classic, which is held at the fairgrounds in Columbia. And this year's classic runs from um, March 22nd through the 24th. And uh, the Columbia chapter, Ducks Unlimited, will have their traditional booth okay. in the Canning Building. Um, and then on Saturday, we, uh, as you said, are hosting uh, one of the largest events that we do in our state. And it's uh, truly critical for uh for our fundraising purposes it's uh as you said the, the 2019 Sportsman's banquet and 100 gun frenzy so we've partnered with palmetto state armory okay uh muddy muddy bay marine havoc boats to hot and easy track trailers and essentially uh we are selling two thousand um hundred dollar uh ticket packs and in that pack you get five entries into uh, the gun frenzy, which is held at the National Guard Armory at 4 o'clock on Saturday. Okay. And so you get five entries into the gun frenzy, and you also get five tickets for the event itself. And following the gun frenzy drawing will be a full-fledged Ducks Unlimited banquet. And this is not going to be your typical Ducks Unlimited banquet Okay. in that it's going to involve... 1500 people um <laughs> wow. so the prizes um you know the live auction the raffles everything it's just going to be much bigger and 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 much more more impressive um so we'll do the 100 gun frenzy drawing at five o'clock we'll draw for uh we'll basically go through the list and draw out of all the names that uh, have been submitted and then we will uh compile a list of who won what gun Okay. And then after the event, Palmetto State Armory will take all of the guns, and it'll probably take them a week or so to get those guns to the appropriate winner's store. Okay. Um, and, you know, you don't have to be present to win. Um, and we've actually decreased by half the number of tickets we're going to sell. So the odds have gone up gone tremendously. Up. <laughs> if yeah. if so, someone... Um, if someone can't be in Columbia, how do they buy tickets? How do they get involved? Yeah, so um, I can. Um, so if you go to our, our website, uh, ducks.org, and go to uh, the local events section, you can click on South Carolina. And if you go down to May twenty, March twenty third, uh, you will see the link for it to purchase tickets. And you can also visit scdusportsmansraffle.com. And that has all the information too. Okay. Now, in addition to getting your five gun frizzy entry tickets, you will get a bonus ticket. Okay. And this year we've really stepped up our bonus packages. Last year, um, we had a, a Honda side by side. And this year we have a 
fully customized Havoc boat, trailer, and motor. It's all camoed out with light bars and customized DU logos. That's the first bonus prize. Okay. In addition to that, we have a second um, bonus prize, and that is a four-wheeler. Um, <laughs> and it also comes with um, a trailer. It's all customized with uh, our, um, you know, DU um, logos and gun okay. racks, and it's uh, it's it's really special. So we're going to do two um, two drawings instead of instead of just one like we did last year. And that four wheeler is a Yamaha Kodiak seven hundred. All for the purchase of a. So yeah, and all the guns. Uh, if you're curious about what guns we're going to be drawing for, again, you can go to that link I just mentioned, scdusportsmansraffle.com. Okay. And you can find all of this information. Okay. Uh, all the guns are listed. The prizes are listed. Uh, the information about timing of the banquet. Um, everything is listed out there, and in addition, our um, local chapters are um, are selling tickets as well. Okay. So there's plenty of there's ample opportunity for you to for you to purchase uh, purchase these tickets. You know, you y'all just held an event that I I really wanted to get down to and just just couldn't make it. Uh, Ducks D U X down on the A space, and how did that turn out? Tell take just a moment because we got about two or three minutes left here. Tell us what that event sure. was and then uh, and how it went. So we have our typical events from, from all of our local chapters across the state, and we wanted, to, we wanted to try something different. And most of our events are held in a venue somewhere, and we have the, the auctions and the raffles and the dinner. Well, DUX was different in that we had a low ticket price, a small limited admission. So I think it was 30 or 40 people that were allowed to go on a bike tour of the areas that we can serve. So you can actually go put your hands on the dirt. If you could ride a bike fast enough, you could put your <laughs> hand on a duck probably, but I'm sure. Um, but so, uh, just, it was a little different demographic from what our, our usual event entails. Okay. And so we had these folks come down, had a lunch for them. We had our biologists on site, our directors on site and, uh, some of our, local partners from DNR to actually talk about um, the projects we've done and, and how those projects benefit the ducks and the wetlands life that, that you're looking at. So it was just a little, a little different and we got an incredible response. Uh, I think we've got three or four more DUX events planned all over the state. Wow. It'll be a similar, a similar uh, sort of intimate, atmosphere where you can actually get up close and personal um with the animals that we're uh that we're conserving so that's cool pretty cool uh pretty cool little event it's a little different from what we normally do absolutely absolutely well in closing is there anything that we've left out and hadn't covered that you want to talk about um one thing i did want to mention is that in addition to uh supporting our local chapters our um our state committee also supports dnr's wood duck box program and that's a program that produces 1,200 wood duck boxes a year um, that, um, you know, they open up an application. People can right. go apply for them, and then they get distributed for our nesting wood ducks. Um, so we, we help out with that, and we're real proud of that and all that's been accomplished with that. Um, and then the last thing that I would just, you know, like to say to anyone who's listening is, 
you know, if, if you want to get involved in, in the future of conservation, um, I mean, we have uh, 18, we have, we have a tremendous, I forget the exact number, we have a tremendous amount of volunteers and, and passionate staff who take this, take our mission and our, our job as, um, as leaders in the conservation industry. We take it very seriously that we are going to produce results as efficiently as possible and 85 cents of every dollar that we raise goes back into the dirt it's and so we we take very very a lot of pride on that and so if you're interested in in volunteering with a local chapter again the majority of ducks unlimited individuals are volunteers and um you know we the 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 compensation for being a volunteer is the things that we've just talked about and the success that we've had as an organization uh, being able to conserve all these um, important wetlands across our, our state and our, our continent. And so um, please reach out to us and go to our website and call me on my cell phone or whatever <laughs> you need to do to, to get involved. All right, Brian. Well, I appreciate you taking a few moments to tell us a little bit about SC Ducks Unlimited, all the things y'all got going on, and uh, we'll, t- we'll get back together later on do this again absolutely we really appreciate it roger uh, looking forward to it yes Thank sir you. thanks brian Welcome back to the short final segment of Woods and Water, South Carolina. Appreciate Brian taking time to come on the show and talk about Ducks Unlimited, South Carolina Ducks Unlimited, some of the things they're doing. Hope you, uh, if you're interested in some of this stuff, hope you get involved. Buy a raffle ticket and who knows, win a gun, win a boat motor trailer, win a four-wheeler in a trailer, or like me, win nothing. <laughs> and, and he spoke about the Wood Duck Project. Those uh, That application process usually opens in August. I know in the past I have had that on the calendar events. So, uh, and what that is, is, is the Department of Natural Resources has cypress wood duck boxes because wood ducks nest in hollow, hollowed out holes in trees for lack of better explanation. Cavities, I guess you'd call them. And, um, and there's not enough of them for all the wood ducks that want to nest. So we put out cypress boxes, which don't rot and, uh, with predator guards and you can get your boxes up to five per applicant. And I'll have that on the, uh, have that on the show as we get later into the season. Uh, be broadcasting live from the Bassmaster Classic in Knoxville, Tennessee next Saturday. Don't know who I'm going to have on as guests, but we'll run some guests through there. It ought to be a good show. And uh, if any of you are going to be in Knoxville for the Classic, keep a lookout. Say hello. Stop by and um, and chat for a moment. Love to meet you and love to talk to you about what's going on in the world of bass fishing. So... That was a good show. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll, um, so I'm trying to think what's down the road here. We got the classic next weekend, the 23rd. Seems like there's something going on, on the 23rd. Oh, the Palmas Sportsman's Classic is the 23rd. Forgot about that one. I missed that one. So, anyway. From Teddy Roosevelt, the farther one gets into the wilderness, the greater is the attraction of its lonely freedom. Pretty good quote, end on. As always, take time to get out there. Take the back roads when you can. Don't forget the camera. Back next week from Knoxville, Tennessee in the Bassmaster Classic. Yes, I'm gone.
retired general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.